that keeps you up to date and in the know on Chinese pop culture news. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. We are in the last month of the year, and it's been another fascinating one in the Chinese entertainment industry. So, for today's podcast episode, we wanted to do a bit of a year-end recap for the actors and actresses of the Chinese entertainment realm this year. We will mainly focus on actors today and their performances in their respective dramas. And tie them to activities outside of the drama because they do play a role in this list. We'll spend another episode this year for the women, and then possibly on the biggest events of the entertainment industry for this year. This, of course, will be in English with proper nouns stated in Mandarin Chinese. Let us know your thoughts on social media, or you can email us at karenandkathy@chasingdramas.com with your year-end recap. Let's start with the winners. First and foremost, it's going to be Zhang Songwen. The most popular drama of 2023 remains the knockout drama from the beginning of the year, which is Kuang Biao, or in English, the knockout. Zhang Songwen had been acting for almost 20 years and has had numerous roles across dramas, plays, and movies. However, he really never had a quote-unquote hit on his hands. That changed with his powerful turn as the poor man turned criminal boss in the knockout. He was a fan favorite of that drama and launched his popularity with the wider Chinese audience. Zhang Songwen is now successfully a member of the Shu Quan or the Uncle Circle, where fans bestow this moniker to handsome or talented actors that are in their forties or older. It was a blow earlier in the year when Zhang Songwen was not nominated for the Shanghai Television Festival for this role. However, Zhang Songwen has been filming nonstop since the airing of *The Knockout*, so there's nothing really stopping him from his continued rise in popularity. It's just that we can't really judge right now because nothing has aired since *The Knockout*, so we will have to take a look at where his star. Power goes next year. However, I am pretty bullish on him. We must also add into the winners his co-star Zhang Yi for his portrayal in the knockout as well. Zhang Yi was a little overshadowed by his co-star Zhang Songwen. However, the two of them are squarely in the minds of audiences for best actor and best supporting actor in subsequent TV award ceremonies. Other winners include, of course, Wei Daxun. We've talked about him ad nauseum, so we're not going to spend too much time on him for this episode. He got all the buzz over the summer, but I do think we have to see whether or not his popularity is maintained. He had another drama air in the fall, Tegongjiangwu or Spy Game, which got decent reviews but did not do well ratings-wise. It basically just flew under the radar. It could be that he had that one iconic role of Meng Yanchen, which is what audiences lapped up, and then he may not be able to surpass that or stay on top. Regardless, Wei Daxun being able to break out this year the way he did is still quite comforting, and he has been the comparison for other members of this list. Next up, we have Cheng Yi. 
Cheng Yi had a fantastic year, namely with the success of the ITE drama Mysterious Lotus Casebook or Lian Hualo. The drama was widely liked by audiences and was a refreshing watch as this drama focused on the cases and brotherhood. Cheng Yi had his 2020 hit with Love and Redemption, but his 2021 drama Immortal Samsara and 2022 drama Draw the Line didn't really make a splash. Mysterious Lotus Casebook was enough to put him on the map. IT even hosted a cast performance of the drama's soundtrack, which really was a fan request, just showing how much fans really liked this drama. Cheng Yi will now headline Fox Spirit matchmaker Wang Quan chapter with Li Yitong, which again highlights how much of a boost Lian Hualo had for him. Now that we talked about the winners, let's talk about the losers. The higher the expectations, the bigger the disappointment. And unfortunately, Wang Hedi does fall into that category. Fresh off the heels of his blockbuster year last year with Love Between Fairy and Devil, all eyes were on Wang Hedi or Dylan Wong on his subsequent projects. Unfortunately, his two main dramas, Fu Yuan, or Unchained Love, and Yi Ai Wei Ying, or Only for Love, failed to meet expectations. The former barely made a splash, while the latter has been skewered review-wise. It doesn't help that Wang Hedi's acting was subpar in both of these dramas. For example, in Yi Ai Wei Ying, or Only with Love, Wang Hedi's acting, specifically voice delivery in Mandarin, has been widely panned. I personally could only last two episodes and will agree on these assessments. His Mandarin is tough to understand without watching the subtitles and is in stark contrast to the other supporting characters in the drama who have clear enunciation in Mandarin. The reason is because people are now recognizing what is Wang Hedi's actual voice and whether or not people's affinity for Love Between Fairy and Devils Dongfang Qingcang was because of Wang Hedi himself or because of Wang Hedi's voice dub. Now that people are listening to Wang Hedi's actual voice, they're like, ooh, if <laughs> I had to watch Love Between Fairy and Devil without the voice dub, I probably would not have liked Dongfang Qingcang as much. In general, also, Wang Hedi has turned outside of acting this year to a lot of other activities, such as being a host of a weekend show, Hello Saturday, and also starting his own fashion brand and releasing a music video. I feel like if he truly wanted to capitalize on his success from last year, my recommendation is for him to focus again on acting, especially if he wants to use his real voice. That Mandarin really needs some uh, coaching. As for the other loser for this year, I would say it's got to be his co-star from Love Between Fairy and Devil, and that is Zhang Linghe. Seems like both of these men just could not maintain the quality of praise they garnered from that drama. Zhang Linghe, in particular, had many more opportunities or a lot more publicity this year, especially in the second half of the year with Journey to You, Yun Zhi Yu, Ning An Ru Meng, or the story of Quinning Palace, and also Hu He Yao Shi Lu, or Tiger and Crane. All three of these dramas aired within weeks of each other, 
And for each drama, it was funny because people were like, is this the drama that will cause Zhang Linghe to explode to be the next star? Unfortunately, that has not happened yet for him. People didn't take to him in any of these three roles like they did to his Chang Hong Xianjun from last year. He will still remain on that waiting to explode list for at least until 2024. I don't know, though, if that is enough to keep him going since there are still questions about his acting capabilities. And the final person on our loser list has got to be Yang Yang. From Fireworks of My Heart, we've talked about him as well. That drama did not do him any favors and really exposed him as the oily king to Chinese audiences. That drama for me gave me some really icky vibes. I'm like, this is not a healthy relationship and we should not uh, aspire to be Xu Qin in that drama. It started off well, but then it just disintegrated and devolved into a hot mess. We do think Yang Yang is currently reflecting on what happened because he has basically disappeared from the public eye since the airing of Fireworks of My Heart. He has not appeared on any uh, red carpet events, and I think he's just focused on uh, filming his other drama. We will see if audiences come back for him in the future, but the fact that it was so widely panned for this drama and he was so overshadowed by Wei Daxun, Yang Yang certainly... Uh, was dealt a blow this year. Now let's talk about guys in some more precarious situations. They're not the losers, but they're on the decline. The first one is going to be Gong Jun. We personally liked Gong Jun well enough in The Legend of Anlo this year, and he's been great on the red carpet in Fashion Week, but his idol and star power is certainly waning. His other drama this year, or Rising with the Wind, had quite abysmal viewership numbers, so it means that he doesn't have that strong of a base anymore. We shall see if his drama, Fox Spirit Matchmaker, Hong Hu Pian, will help him regain some of that popularity. It really falls into the widely loved genre of costume fantasy dramas, which really was his bread and butter, so hopefully we see a turn for him. Next is going to be Luo Yunxi. Luo Yunxi is in a similar boat with Gong Jun. Outside of massively produced historical or fantasy dramas, his pull doesn't seem that strong anymore. I mean, he did headline Till the End of the Moon earlier, which we will talk a lot about for his co-star, but Luo Yunxi also had Zhi Lianren, or Love is Panacea, which aired around the same time as Gong Jun's other drama, Rising with the Wind. And this drama was also similarly disregarded. Luo Yunxi has a couple of historical and fantasy romance dramas that are expected to air, and maybe that will help turn things around. But his career at the moment is on the downward trajectory after Till the End of the Moon, which again goes to show how much of an impact Till the End of the Moon had on its stars. I would say Xu Kai also falls in this camp. Xu Kai had a number of dramas that aired this year that were just not big hits. I think after the story of Yancy Palace, he was seen as that new young man on the block and that he would be a star actor. That really hasn't panned out for him. And he had a couple of 
shows that aired with literally no interest from fans and viewership numbers were abysmal. And then the most recent drama, Wonderland of Love, or Le Youyuan with Jing Tian, was fine review-wise. People had actually a, a lot more good things to say about him in that role as Li Ni and this story, which was overall like decent, but it still didn't breach really high uh, in terms of popularity indexes on Tengxun, for example. Xu Kai did a ton of marketing around Wonderland of Love or Le Youyuan, and it still wasn't enough to push him back onto the top for you know, male actors or celebrities. So we will see how many more chances he gets. He did get panned last year for uh, his uh, drama with Yang Mi. And so will audiences give him more chances to headline dramas? The last gentleman on the list of guys who are in more precarious situations is actually Liu Yuning. He is a little unique because unlike Gong Jun, Luo Yunxi, and Xu Kai on this list before, who had some big hits under their names, or at least headline big productions, Liu Yuning is currently being panned for headlining Yinian Guanshan or Journey to Love. This is his first drama where he is the male lead. And unfortunately, people are actually quite two-sided. He is similarly in the camp of like being in a drama with a lot of buzz, breaching 10,000 on the popularity index with Journey to Love, similar to uh, Zhang Linghe with the story of Quinning Palace. But people really, really have made comments about how they don't think Liu Yuning is that handsome. And they don't think that he is fit enough for the male lead role. People are fine with him in a supporting role, especially when we see him in uh, The Long Ballad or even The Legend of Anla. I thought he was fine in the supporting role, but then in the lead role, there's been a lot more backlash towards him. So for him, it's to see whether or not he can even maintain his, I guess, exposure in the Chinese entertainment industry because he did not come from like an acting background. Um, He does have a drama with Zhao Lusi where he is the male lead that is acting or they're currently filming right now. So we'll see if that turns things around for him in the future. There's been also a lot of controversy there because people weren't super pleased with his casting, but Liu Yuning is an interesting case here in the fact that his career had been improving, and now that he is the male lead for the first time, he may be relegated back to supporting roles. Now with that, we do have some up-and-comers based off of what happened this year. And really, the men from Lost You Forever or Changxiangsi really benefited. Tan Jianzi is in his 30s, and is part of a boy band, but he's finally getting a lot of good exposure. I don't know if he'll make it to the top celebrity status, a la like Xiao Zhan, but he's definitely making a name for himself out there as someone who is highly talented in many different skills. He can act, he can sing, he can dance. And I think from what I've seen so far and from general reviews, like he is very professional. One thing that I have noticed is that he doesn't do a whole lot of romance marketing with his female co-stars for many of his dramas. Like he will do a little bit, but it's not going to be the main driver of his personal marketing for a drama. 
I think he is going to be probably the most well-rounded in terms of popularity for all different aspects of dancing, being on variety shows, and acting. While Zhang Wenyi, I was blown away uh, by him for his acting this year. I am 100% expecting him to win awards for acting in his future. And he's an interesting case because he is someone who can straddle both the celebrity romance genres, but then also be in very righteous roles that are fit for like CCTV. Not many actors, especially actors his age, can say that. That does mean that he might not put all of his efforts into romance dramas and become that celebrity actor. It seems like he's in his own lane from a career perspective. Like if you watch his interviews, he really does find acting as a job. He likes acting and treats it as a job rather than a celebrity lifestyle. So I unfortunately don't think he'll get as many like diehard fans on social media, but he will get a lot of buzz because he is a talented actor, if that makes sense. On the flip side, Deng Wei, I think you could put Deng Wei in the same category of actor as Zhang Linghe and Wang Hedi. In Chinese, that's called going for liu liang or going for the online buzz and fans rather than having stellar acting abilities. So he's like the, the opposite side of Zhang Wanyi. Deng Wei was in a few very popular shows this year, Till the End of the Moon, and of course, Lost You Forever. He gained quite a bit of popularity at the beginning of Lost You Forever, and then subsequently lost some of that favor after his mediocre acting abilities became obvious, especially compared with Zhang Wanyi and Tan Jianci. He is another person that is being called a Dai Bao guy, meaning he's waiting to explode in popularity. And so it makes the crowd of these types of men more competitive. You have Deng Wei and Zhang Linghe all in that crowd right now. And so we'll see who really does get to that next level. Some folks um, or some commentary online has been like, if you've been given the moniker of you're waiting to explode in popularity means that you may never get there. Our next up and comer is going to be a new addition for me, at least. And his name is Wang Xinyue. He is the male lead of Wei You An Xiang Lai, or Ascent of Time, and also as a supporting character, Zhang Zhuo in the story of Quinning Palace. I personally thought that he did an admirable job in both of these dramas, and especially in the story of Quinning Palace, holds his own against a lot more experienced actors, and uh, quite frankly, is a much better actor to watch compared to Zhang Linghe. I think it's fair to say we have a lot of high hopes for him because he's just 21 right now. So he has a long career ahead of him. And I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in this space. And rounding out our discussion are a couple of actors who basically just kept steady this year. Xiao Zhan had a decent hit on his hands with the youth memories but then The Longest Promise and Sunshine By My Side or Zhao Yang Banwa were not as well reviewed. Zhao Yang Banwa for me is like uh, so forgettable. I didn't even or I couldn't remember uh, what it was. So I think it's fair to say that he retained his star power overall, but maybe not as at stratospheric levels as before. He's come down a little bit more to earth. Zhang Ruoyun, in my opinion, is another actor who is doing fine. 
He had a decent hit this year or an interesting hit this year with uh, Under the Microscope. And there's so much buzz right now for him because he wrapped up filming Joy of Life 2. He has another drama airing right now we haven't talked about that is him being a teacher trying to help delinquent high school students uh, do better in the college entrance exams. The reviews or the viewership numbers for that drama right now aren't fantastic, but I do think that Zhang Ruoyun chooses scripts that are very meaningful. So for me, I think, especially with the number of projects that he has upcoming with Joy of Life for next year, I think he's going to be fine. And the last person I want to mention for today is Chen Xiao. He had a whopping four dramas air this year all of different genres to varying results. I think the best airing drama for him was Zhu or Mouse Ago, which might actually have the highest viewership numbers for CCTV one this year, or at least in the top three for the year. He himself was super into the ingenious one or Yunxiang Zhuan, which was fine in terms of popularity, but then he also starred in some shows that had no buzz, like the one he starred with uh, Gu Li Najia. He seems to be in the same camp as Zhang Ruoyun, married men with young kids. So they're not going for that young fan or idol route, but rather they're picking interesting projects to sustain their careers that will help provide a steady paycheck for their families. The difference between this group, especially Zhang Ruoyun and Chen Xiao versus some of the other men we talked about is that they are seen as having actual acting capabilities. Maybe they're not the top-notch crew, but they are probably better viewed than some of the younger men in our list that we've talked about today. Well, that is it for our discussion of the year-end recap for Chinese actors. Let us know what you think and who were your biggest winners and losers. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you all in the next podcast episode.